hello everyone and welcome to episode three of the spooky corner my name my name is nati and i love horror movies but for this episode i am half hillbilly oh my god no you're not half hillbilly no it's true i live in the south it's time you knew z i am gonna have to run away forever now i quit (laughs) you quit (laughs) well if anyone's interested in talking in a spooky podcast apparently z just quit on me so that's cool Anyway, I'm back now. Um, I'm Z, and I am not a murder cabin. I just like really look like a murder cabin, and like you know, I uh, I have lots of spooky traps in me, but I'm not a murder cabin. Oh my! I was gonna. Okay, I was this close to being the fucking murder cabin, but not like the actual. Oh my god, that's perfect. Okay, great minds think alike. <laughs> that's. That has got to be one of the best parts of this movie. The fact that fucking, I'm, I'm just going to reveal it. Tucker and Dale walk into this cabin. They're like, oh yeah, this is pretty neat. Yeah, this is was, pretty neat. Yeah, yeah it was like lovely wooden, what was it? It was like a wooden pole that comes up and like pokes people in the face with a bunch of nails. Yeah, yeah. this is great. I love that. Yeah, the, the, the like hanging animal bones all yeah. over the cabin. Like yeah. what? <laughs> The, oh my god, the newspaper clippings where they're all about murder except for no, one of them. <laughs> they're about free fast food or whatever. The the free hot dogs. Yeah, but... they're they're about free hot dogs. I have no idea what murder clippings you're talking god. about. It's only about hot dogs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, I love the fact that they, they were freaking out about the lack of expiration date because I would do the exact same thing. Yeah, I'm that's cheap. like that's important, you know. And if you like copy that a hundred times, but they give you a hundred free hot dogs, you have to uh, find out. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's what we should do in all murder cabins. Yeah, <laughs> find out their really nice coupons and then try yeah. not to die in the process. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's our agenda for the next horror con. We'll be checking out the murder cabin coupons. <laughs> So that was a super long tangent, but uh, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite movies today, which is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yay! All right, so Z, would you mind telling us what Tucker and Dale is about? It's Tucker and Dale versus Evil is a 2010 black comedy horror film directed by Eli Craig and written by Craig and Morgan Jurgensen. It stars Tyler Levine, Alan Tudyk, Katrina Bowden, Jesse Moss, and Shalan. Chellen? Chellen. I have no idea. Sorry. I'm going to Google this <laughs> because I don't want to say it wrong. No, you're good. I, I, yeah, I have no idea. You're on your own, Z. I'm sorry. Oh, there's no pronunciation in the Wikipedia. We are very sorry if you if we say your name wrong, Shalan Simmons. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Shalan Simmons, and the film premiered in at the 2010 Sundance Film Festival and received a limited release in the United States. I know which is really shocking because this is a really well-made 
indie film. Not only that, it's a pretty expensive indie film too. It had a budget of about five million dollars. Oh, so this was not like an indie film. This was like an indie with big guns film. Kind of, yeah. It's just yeah. strange that it didn't get a wide release. Yeah. Maybe the trends in 2010 weren't quite right for this movie. I don't know what was coming out in 2010. You think? I feel like 2010s was like the very like sarcastic, like parody type of era. And I do see this as a very parody-esque type of horror movie. Um, Yeah. mm -hmm. But it's not heavy handed. So I'm not sure. Popular 2010 horror movies. None of Nightmare on Elm Street, Let oh. Me In, mm-hmm. I Spit on Your Grave, The Wolfman, Oof. Piranha, Devil. A lot of those Whoa. are remakes. Um, so as a, a little bit of a horror movie-cation, um, mm-hmm. 2010s in my mind is the time in which found footage films were really starting to become popular. Oh, okay, okay. So films like The Blair Witch Project, Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity, and things like that. Like, that's when they were really starting to spark up. Yeah, but you are right in that, like, there are, like, there were, like, parody and, like, snarky types of films in the 2010s. (laughs) So maybe people thought it was too graphic or... Yeah. That's a fun... Wait, okay, real quick. Did you Uh think this movie was too gory? I blocked out most of the gore, so I can't tell you the answer to that. Like I said, I don't remember much about the wood trooper scene. I just remember that it happened and that I processed it and then I immediately decided to forget. Oh no. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I was worried a little bit because this is a very gory, but very funny movie. So I was, I was hoping it would strike that perfect balance of like horror comedy, but yeah, it's shocking. Oh, it's okay. I mean, my my resilience technique is to just immediately forget what doesn't benefit me. So, <laughs> so how do you keep existing by forgetting anything that goes against your own narrative? <laughs> trauma. I don't even remember it. What <laughs> trauma? What is trauma? I don't know that word. Trauma. I barely even know her absolutely yeah. not it's a cute name maybe i'll name my kid that <laughs> honestly there have been worse names yeah you know yeah. like like in a world where trauma didn't have a meaning maybe i'd name my kid trauma but mm-hmm. <laughs> don't just don't name your child something like really obscene like i don't know like batman cheeto puff 9000 or something people have been naming their kids like khaleesi after Game of Thrones. That's not as bad. Ooh, what's your opinion on Novea? As a name? Yeah. Oh, well, it makes me think of like the skin product brands. Oh, because it's it's heaven spelled backwards. Uh <laughs> <laughs> ew. <laughs> okay, so it's not a good one. I'm gonna about to name my child Lee or something. It's hell spelled backwards. Like what the <laughs> That sounds so much better than Nevaeh. <laughs> right? You are already spelling Lee in crazier and crazier ways. So you may as well just like spell yeah. it L-L-E-H. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just throw in an extra L. No yeah. E. <laughs> One yeah. singular E. That's that's it. 
Oh, these poor children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of um, uh, a fuck ton of weird names, more children. Excellent poor pivot. children. Poor children. Very poor college children. Ah, They're yes, yes. Sliced up. The, the broken and then consequently dead college children. <laughs> poor children. <laughs> All right, let's let's walk through the plot of Dale, Tucker and Dale versus Evil C. Okay, so a large group of college, poor college children, Allison, Chad, <laughs> Chloe, Chuck, Jason, Naomi, Todd, Mitch, and Mike plan to road trip and go camping in West Virginia. While at a gas station, they encounter Tucker and Dale, two well-meaning hillbillies, who have just bought the vacation home of their dreams, a rundown lakefront cabin deep in the woods. On Tucker's advice, Dale tries to talk to Allison, but because of his inferiority complex and appearance, he only scares her and her friends. On the way to the cabin that Tucker has recently bought, they are pulled over by Sheriff Gurr, who warns them of the dangerous area. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because in that, in that scene of Sheriff yeah. Gurr trying to warn them, he, he's obviously representing like a stereotypical like harbinger of death right yeah but he just like out of nowhere is like you will experience pain and suffering if you go into that cabin uh and then tucker and dales are like okay <laughs> just like yeah all right yeah okay. Okay. okay we got our beers we can keep drinking <laughs> yeah like pain and so- okay sign me up i'm down <laughs> Um, so after that really oddly placed warning, Tucker and Dale arrive at their went went decrepit cabin, which is totally not a murder house, by the no, way. No, it's not. I'm not a murder house. I'm just a house that looks like a murder house. Exactly. Yeah. You just look slightly shady. Yeah. I just have a bunch of bones inside for no reason. <laughs> but you also have a really cool trivia game. So, you yeah. know, it balances out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. Even if I were a murder house, I'd be a murder house with a trivia game, which makes me not like other murder houses. It's not a murder house. It's a murder home. Yeah, I'm a murder (laughs) home, not a murder house. There is a difference. Yeah, you're more thoughtful than that. God. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not like other murder houses. (laughs) I would, okay, side note, I would love to have a welcome mat that says murder home. That'd be so cute. Um, anywho, so they arrive at their cabin and they begin repairing it. Uh, nearby in the woods, Chad, Chad, one of our college students, he starts telling the story about the Memorial Day massacre, which was a hillbilly fueled attack that took place 20 years ago. Um, yeah, after that terrifying story, um, Guy walks up, toilet paper in hand, and he asks the crew if they want to go skinny dipping in the nearby river, which they do. And coincidentally is where Tucker and Dale are also night fishing. Uh, Allison, who is about to jump into the water, is startled by seeing Tucker and Dale night fishing for some reason, and she falls down and hits her head. Tucker and Dale then save her from drowning, but her friends also think that she's been kidnapped by the creepy-ass hillbillies that they just saw. Later, when Allison wakes up in their cabin the next day, she is initially scared, but she gradually befriends them. Yay! Yeah! 
<laughs> the other college students uh, then plan to arrive at the cabin in order to save Allison from her psychopathic hillbilly captors. And Chuck, who's honestly like one of the smarter people in this film, he decides to instead run away in the truck and try to find the police and get help. Yeah, if only everyone else had gone with him, then we wouldn't have a movie, but of course. I know, that's, yeah. There are a lot of fun stereotypes in this film that I want to talk about, and this is one of them. Yeah. While Dale and Allison are inside the cabin, Tucker ends up angering some bees while chopping down wood, and he frantically waves around his chainsaw to scare them away, which, of course, the college kids nearby interpret as a hostility factor. They scatter through the woods where Mitch then accidentally impales himself on a broken tree, killing himself. I'm only laughing because this was a really stupid death scene. Not because yes. I find it funny. This is the only <laughs> death scene that I remember, though. So. <laughs> it was it was the first one. And honestly, it's the most shocking one. That's true. Yeah, it's the yeah. one that makes you go, oh, that's what this is all about. Huh? Yeah, so that's. That's the level of gore y'all are going with in this film. Oh. <laughs> um, the college kid crew then finds Mitch's body and then Chad persuades the others that they are in a battle for survival against the hillbillies. Dun, dun, dun. So Allison's friends follow Tucker and Dale back to their cabin and see Allison helping out with the construction of an outhouse but they assume she is being made to dig her own grave. The college kids attack, but Todd and Mike end up accidentally killing themselves through impalement and a wood chipper respectively. Allison is not accidentally knocked unconscious by Dale's shovel during the attack. The other kids assume the hillbillies killed the men when they see Tucker trying to save Mike from the wood chipper. Tucker and Dale think the college kids are part of a suicide pact and that contacting the police will make them murder suspects. Chuck arrives back with Sheriff Gurr, who expresses doubt over Tucker and Dale's suicide pact theory. Gurr goes inside the cabin and accidentally kills himself with a loose beam. Then Chuck accidentally kills himself with the sheriff's gun while threatening the hillbillies. Chad reappears and attempts to shoot Tucker and Dale, but only manages to capture Tucker, whom he ties upside down to a tree. Yeah, so everything severely escalates at this point. Yeah, it's just blood and murder. 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 So Dale leaves to rescue Tucker while Chad and Naomi return to the cabin in order to save Allison. By the way, this is a long list of characters. Chad and Naomi are part of the college kid group. Uh, When Allison then tries to explain the situation, Naomi accuses her of having Stockholm Syndrome, which further angers Chad, who's a little bit of an incel. We'll get into that. (laughs) Tucker and Dale return, and then Allison attempts to lead a calm discussion, because she is the therapist mom character in this movie. Chad says... Uh, randomly starts recounting his family story and he starts talking about how he was raised by his grandmother and about how his father was killed in the Memorial Day massacre and his mother was a lone survivor. Jason and Chloe then break in in order to save everyone and then a fire breaks out via college kid shenanigans. 
Tucker and Dale and Allison escape and Naomi, Chloe and Jason die and Chad then vows for revenge as if he wasn't already bloodthirsty before. But like, yeah. (laughs) After a car crash and injured, Tucker tells Dale that Chad has taken Allison to the old abandoned sawmill. And then at the sawmill, Chad ties Allison up and ugh. Ugh. Yeah, sexual harassment warning ahead. He ties her up and forcibly kisses her. Dale arrives and rescues Allison, and the two barricade themselves inside an upstairs office where they discover newspaper clippings revealing Chad's father to be the killer and a sexual assault or sexual assaulter from 20 years ago and not one of the victims. So Chad becomes enraged after finding out that he's actually half hillbilly. And Dale stops his attack by throwing over a box of chamomile tea at Chad, causing him to have an asthma attack. Chad, who coincidentally is standing near an open window, convulses and falls out of the building. And now the police arrive and a news crew um, also arrive. They broadcast a news report stating that the deaths appear to be the result of a suicide pact and a deranged killer who was revealed to be Chad has survived the fall. Wait, what? Chad survived the fall? Yeah, sorry. Chad survived the fall and they're at that point where they're like pinning the deaths on him. Oh, I thought he died. I guess my brain really did not want You really blocked out the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I, I, I know that Allison and Tucker are happy and they're mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, but that's it. Yeah, and they're, they they're, we're in a bowling alley together. <laughs> <laughs> it appears my brain has blocked out parts of this movie. Oh my God. This is why we do the synopsis of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To remind each other because we, we watched this at the same time. And apparently. Okay. It's honestly, it's also been like a couple of days since yeah. we watched it you know a lot's yeah. happened since then yeah i guess but apparently <laughs> i forgot most of the movie tucker watches the report on the news while convalescing in the hospital and he asks dale whether he managed to invite allison on a date and is happy to hear the two of them are going bowling later that night at the bowling alley dale encourages a fellow hillbilly to talk to some girls and to just be himself the end yay <laughs> Awesome. So that was our synopsis. And when we come back from a break, we're going to cover our drawing breakdown. And we're back. Oh, man. I'm excited. I am excited as well. Mostly because I literally made my drawing um, right before we started recording. So minimal thought went into it. So please enjoy Z. Okay. Uh, I will begin. Okay. So Nati has given us another cartoon. We have Ghostface from Scream sitting in one of those big lounge chairs that you sit at at the therapist's office. And then we have the therapist who I'm assuming is probably a reference to Allison. And she's asking... And how does that make you feel? And Ghostface is like screaming. <laughs> so I'm assuming that the meaning of this is that if move if horror movie killers had therapy, they wouldn't be killers. Kind of. <laughs> okay. 
So my my favorite part about this film, and we can get into it, is the commentary that's there's a little spiel that Allison has in the film, and she mentions she believes that the core or the majority of the world's problems are caused by a lack of communication. Yeah, yeah. And she talks about that. And then she also tries to have this cute little um, useless therapy session between Chad and Dale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put that in because I think it's funny that she honestly good on her for trying to have that discussion. But also, girl, what the fuck? That did nothing. (laughs) You know, Uh in her defense, she's like this like wide eyed college student who's like, everyone could use therapy and they'll be saved by it. You know, so like, like I... I don't blame her for trying that. Also, the tone of this movie is crazy enough that they would try to have a therapy session between the killers. I and love the, the fact. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. the fact that they try to do that because you can definitely tell that Allison is like severe undergrad psychology student, just barely learning like general psych 101. Um, mm-hmm. But I put that in because I did think it was good on her for trying to have that conversation, but also hilarious because at a certain point, these killers are crazy enough to the to the point where I don't really think it would do anything. I mean, to be fair, it seemed like it might have had a chance of working until uh, Allison's other two classmates barged in. Like it could have gone either way until they barged in and then it was like, okay, it's back to killing time. Ooh, you really think so? I mean, I think Chad would have played along. I think Chad would have played along a little bit more. And like, I'm not sure whether it would have ended well, but Chad would have gone along with it for a little bit longer. Hmm. For me, I see Chad as being like the type of character who honestly, like he brought those kids out there with the intent of murder. Cause like, First night in, he starts talking about the massacre and how they're Mm. like standing on dead bodies. Ah. And he clearly enjoys murder and like the thrill of the chase, you know? And like, he also doesn't really understand boundaries and the concept of consent. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And like, I mean, I guess because the first night someone else suggests that they go skinny dipping right after Chad's horrible story, right? And he gets so mad at the person who suggests the skinny dipping. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. I see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. He's a, he is a crazy, crazy man. Yeah. He is crazy. <laughs> um, but no, my, my absolute thoughts are absolutely take therapy if you need to. Totally helps. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not if you're like watching a horror movie and you're dealing with serial killers, but that's a different topic. Yeah, you know, maybe don't do therapy with the person who's trying to kill you like actively, but like, like other than that, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm really excited to talk about yours. Z. Yours is <laughs> yours is fun. I like yours. Yours is abstract again. So you have two eyeballs that have a mirror reflection yes the eyeball on the left says evil and the eyeball on the right which is the mirror reflection says live yeah and i'm gonna take that as a direct call out to chad when he's already all crazy and he has like tucker tied up and like hog tied to the tree and he like very creepily gets all up in his business and like takes a big deep inhale of the sweaty hillbilly. And he's like, oh, I've never been this close to true evil before. And it's just like this weird fucking moment where it's like, what the fuck 
look, just look in the mirror. You are the evil person. Like what? Okay, your interpretation is so much better than what mine was. Mine was just like, <laughs> what? mine was, well, I mean, you're kind of right. Cause mine was just like, if you look in the mirror, you're the real evil person, Chad. Mm. So mm-hmm. it kind of was that like, yeah, evil. And also just like evil lives around them. This was kind of like this weird thing where they kept like trying to say the other group is evil, but really the college kids saying the other group is evil, but really the evil was like right in front of them the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you could definitely tell that they were like young kids and they were terrified out of their minds. Yeah, they've never met people who, although to be fair, okay, if Allison grew up on a farm, she would have grown up around hillbillies, presumably. So why was she so scared of Tucker and Dale? I mean, I guess one of them did have the the Grim Reaper thing. I was about to say, like, honestly, they were being, like, awkwardly creepy in the very beginning. Like, when they first are driving, when they're both driving to the gas station and Tucker just, like, oh, sorry, Dale just, like, death stares them down for an uncomfortable amount of time. Oh, I got that was Dale mixed up. Oh, my God. Mine really did block out parts of this. Tucker is is the guy who's good at talking to people. Yeah. Yes. And Dale is the other. Okay, I did get them mixed up. Okay. No, you're good. I I will mix up their names as well for okay. sure. But yeah, so so there's that scene, and then like you were saying, like shortly afterwards, Dale approaches the group and tries to awkwardly talk to them when he's carrying this huge ass fucking scythe. Oh. And he's just like using it to like scratch his head because like to him it's like you know it's normal you know like whatever cool. It's like my normal daily tool that I use. It's like yeah. my pencil. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You have a you have a big ass scythe and then you have a pocket scythe like every good. Yeah. Yeah. Pocket scythe. <laughs> normal. Normal. Yeah. So I think that's why Allison probably took them to be a little fair. 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 Maybe. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think overall, other than the drawing for the film Z? Did you like uh, it? I I did like it. I see why a lot of people liked it, but I think yes. now that we're going over it, I think I've blocked out too much of it to no. have like a, a very good like description of it. No, that's okay. I'm still gonna force you to talk about it. Yay! Yay. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm glad that you did like it. Cause yes. like I said, um, at the beginning of this episode, this is one of my okay, favorite I'm, movies. I'm sad. I'm sad that they are not going to make Tucker and Dale at Yale. Wait, what? Why? They said that, uh, they were going to make a sequel, right? And they yeah. were going to call the sequel Tucker and Dale at Yale. They were? Yeah. Is this a prank? No. You're pranking me. No, this is the truth. <laughs> I know um I know they were trying to get a second film out, but apparently they wrote the sequel and it sucked. Yeah. And they just and they were just like, meh. Yeah. This is true. I'm gonna Google this, but okay. <laughs> I mean you can oh. whatever you want to. Uh-huh. 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 Girl, I don't trust you at all. I've been so hurt by you in the past. I'm like <laughs> I do not trust you at all. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my god, it actually is a sequel. Holy shit, what? I told you. Oh. That was my prank. 
you know, that was my prank. I was like, this is ridiculous. And I'm, on it, so I'm not dressing it up. I'm just going to tell you and you're going to have to decide whether or not it's real. And I still doubted you because now I don't trust anything. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. <laughs> See, this is why it'd be great in a horror movie because I'm already paranoid about everything. So it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, the killer doesn't even have to try to kill you. They'll just do something weird. They'll get stiff, suspicious, and then you'll fall into the trap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm also bummed out that they didn't make a sequel. That would have been great. Tucker and Dale at you. I would love to see this shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be very confused, but very amused. My two favorite feelings. Yeah. Right there. Yes. Right yes. there. <laughs> Real quick, I did want to say this. I do love this movie a lot. This is one of my favorite, like, feel good horror movies to watch whenever I'm like feeling sad or whatever. And to me, the most important theme, of course, is all centered around communication and how important it is, right? Yeah. Our yeah. very dear therapist character, Allison, who says that lack of communication is the root of most problems. And most of the hijinks that we see in this film happen because characters misinterpret a situation or are operating on their own assumptions and stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's fair. But like, if you have crazy murder sadists like Chad, I don't think you could communicate with them, right? For sure. And I did want to talk about Chad. So one of my favorite things about this movie is that there's some horror movie stereotype subversions that happen. Okay. Yeah, which is why I tend to regard this movie as also being a parody in a way. Yeah. So we have a couple of fun, um, a couple of fun stereotypes that happen in this film as I'm going to. I'll run through them for your horror movication. Mm-hmm. So the first stereotype is obvious one, and that one is hillbillies being seen as being dumb and violent. And ah, okay. it's very obvious right off the bat that Tucker and Dale are very intelligent in their own way, mm-hmm. and they only take the violence as a defense mechanism. Yeah. We also have the idea of like the hot, unattainable character. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is Allison? And then we find out that she's actually very hardworking and she's deeply empathetic. And she came from a farm, so she already kind of knew how farm life worked. Yeah, you know, it yeah. wasn't like something new to her. Yeah. We also touch on the idea of the dumb frat boy. So yeah. I took this one to be Chad. And he, of course, ends up being the very evil, plotting, homicidal antagonist. Mm hmm. So those are the most of the subversions I had. And there's some other uh, horror movie tropes that we also mm-hmm. see as well that are fun, such as dun 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 the murder cabin. Yeah. Yay. yeah. <laughs> even like, I guess, okay, if you're going to play it that way, even like, uh, like uh, Dale Tucker, Dale's message, we have your friends on the log <laughs> carved into the tree. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. awesome. Because that... If I was in their shoes and I saw that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're fucking, they're murdering everyone. Oh, yeah. This is a murder place. Yeah, that's what this is, a murder place. Yeah, that was like some Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. I can't say project. Wow. Blair Witch Plot. Plot. Project. <laughs> Plot. <Plogic. laughs> 
That was like some Blair Witch Project shit right there. We're going like to call the Blair Witch Project the Blair Witch Project. Or <laughs> just say that the whole time and spell it wrong and put it online like that and see who catches it. <laughs> Bet. I'm down. Whoa. I'm down. <laughs> um, there, there, there are a couple. There one, two, one more, one more last one. Um, my favorite one is the antagonist slash villain survives at the end and then is nowhere to be found. That one's a fun one. Oh, wait, what's that one? That one's just a stereotype that you see a lot in horror movie films. And then that. Like, oh, like he survives, but you don't see him. He, he just vaguely know that he survives. Yeah, because a lot of times horror movies will do that in order to set up a sequel. Oh, and they don't set up a sequel. They're just like, he survived, he's in jail, whatever. They just need our money. Take my money. (laughs) And then finally, we have the limited cell phone use and the refusal to involve the cops until it is much too late. Okay, to be fair, it was 2010. Phones weren't as big as they are in 2022. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's still a stereotype, I would say. Maybe not so much phones in particular, but like in the Blair Witch Project. My God, Project, Project. Project. We're calling it the Blair Witch Project. (laughs) In the Blair Witch Project, um, we do see that happen when their compass stops working and then they get frustrated and they toss it to the side. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so that that's that trope does pop up quite a bit, and it's always fun to see it happen. I see. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I didn't realize that. Oh mm. yes, I know. We need to we need to work on your horror movication by watching oh. even more horror movies. Ah! <laughs> Anywho, that's just my uh, horror movie spiel because I love this shit. Yeah, no, that's that's very interesting. I didn't realize that those were things that they were subverting. I was just like, oh, interesting. Good. Yeah, I think that's why I like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of its commentary is based around like always question your stereotypes and that mm-hmm. type of thinking. So it's a very positive, gory, terrifying movie, which I love. Yeah, yeah, no, that's very true. And even at the end, I'm half hillbilly. What? <laughs> I love that shit. It was so dumb and perfect. (laughs) All right, let's move on to character breakdown. Yeah, I mean, we've talked so much about Chad. I feel like we should just start with him. Sure. What did you think of Chad, Z? I mean, you were talking about like the incel angle about Chad. And I Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, I I realized that he was an incel and that I didn't want to think too much about it. But but now I'm thinking about it. (laughs) I think the film does a really good job at making the audience cringe whenever Chad oversteps these boundaries and is being disrespectful, creepy, creepy, disrespectful, just downright nasty to Allison. I think they do a really good job at framing that and using that to show like not only is this not okay but there's also something wrong with this character yeah yeah I mean I guess okay I think that's really interesting because you contrast what happened with Chad with what happened with Tucker where Tucker is like you know 
he comes off as creepy on accident, but he's ultimately well-meaning. And when he gets quote unquote rejected, he kind of just, you know, it's, I'm sad, but Dale and I are going to go to our uh, vacation home now and have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas like, you know, with Chad, he gets rejected and he ties Allison up and tries to put her through a wood saw thing. Oh my god, yeah. The, yeah. Ugh, he just goes like fucking insane and yeah, like Yeah. Ugh, ugh, yeah. He's so gross. Yeah, he's- no. So like like I think there's something interesting there too, right? Like there's a way you can approach complete strangers and have them reject you and not come off as creepy and there's a way to be completely creepy, I guess. Yeah, and I yeah. I think this does a good job too at like like I said, like talking about these stereotypes and pushing against them because Chad's supposed to be our clean cut frat boy who like just wants to party and drink and, and have ghost fun. stories. Yeah. 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 And then he ends up being a half hillbilly psychopathic murderer. And it's like, well, okay, bud. Wasn't really expecting that, but I'm yeah. glad we got here. Yeah, I'm glad we made it this far. Yeah. Oh, uh, Chad. God Yikes. damn it. Yeah, him and his yeah, fuck. <gasps> Did you enjoy the fact that the inhaler came back with Chad? Yes. 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 Awesome. And especially the chamomile. Okay. I do think though that like I almost don't believe Tucker's uh not smart, you know, because it's clear that he is very smart. I like like I don't believe how Tucker like failed. Wait, Dale? Tucker or Dale? Dale. Are you talking about the, the the guy with the hat or the guy that's blonde? The 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 blonde one or the brown haired one? <laughs> the brown haired one. Okay, oh Dale. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Dale. Okay, I'm mixing them. I yeah, I can't. Tell no, them. you're good. Um, no, for sure. That's yeah, and I think that's why I said like it's important to understand that there's different types of intelligence that exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you definitely have the more like trivia memorization based intelligence that Dale has. You have the more empathetic, um, emotional intelligence type of character that Allison represents. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely important to like be conscious of that when you're seeing films like this. And when you see characters that are like Dale that are very self-conscious. And Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. Like if you have someone who basically has like a like a memory where they just remember everything that they've ever heard, but they're super self-conscious. I guess they could come off as being not smart when in reality they are like really smart. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, I guess now that you say that, I kind of see how someone might mistake Dale for being very dumb, even if like, yeah, she just gave me a thumbs up because I finally <laughs> got his name. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Then yeah, I do see how, I do see how that could work. Yeah. Mm-hmm yeah and I love Dale he is such a cute like he's such a little teddy bear I love him so much he's so cute in this yeah yeah like he he's clearly like just very good natured and and yeah oh my gosh like even the first scene when Allison first wakes up in their cabin and he's like trying to bring her breakfast in bed and he's got a little flower in the fucking like coffee can that is so cute and she's obviously scared shitless because she wakes up in a strange place with people she doesn't know yeah and like dale doesn't even realize how like odd it is and his first reaction is like oh i guess she doesn't like pancakes like all right i'll guess i'll go make her something else (laughs) <laughs> that's so cute like he just yeah. genuinely cares about her yeah 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 
We love Dale. Dale. Dale's so cute. We stand yeah. Dale. Good Dale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Tucker and Dale. I think they're definitely like the most fun part of the movie, just seeing them interact with each other. They have Yeah, their of... dynamic was really, really good. Yeah. They have a very like you said, like they have a great dynamic. It's very like brotherly almost, which yeah. I love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And I think, I think like the more that I think about what you said about like just Dale being like this like very unconfident person and Tucker kind of being the person who was trying to help him, but like kind of also unable to help Dale overcome his own like mental barriers, you know, like in the sense of like not believing in himself enough. Mm-hmm. And at the end, when everything's happened, Tucker's like, you can do it, Dale. And Dale just goes for it. Like, yeah, that's a big change. I yeah. I love seeing the character growth. Absolutely. I, yeah, yeah. I do think that Tucker could have been a little bit more supportive <laughs> of his friend. Like when? Oh, like, oh my gosh. Like the scene when they're night fishing and Tucker is like, you can get anything you want, Dale. You just need to learn how to stand up for yourself. You can even take the last beer if you want to. And then Dale tries to take the beer and the tuck- Tucker literally slaps his hand away. He's like, no, nah, I was fucking kidding. Don't take my beer. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's I shit mean, like that. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I do think there are parts of Tucker that could have been more supportive. But I also think that, like, like part of it was just that Dale needed to overcome himself first, you know? Yeah, I think he yeah. needed to, like realize his self-worth and he's definitely one of those types of characters that like thrives in a situation a high pressure situation you know yeah yeah so like when it's low pressure he makes it high pressure by making a big deal out of stuff but when it really gets to high pressure he's like oh this is okay like all right i guess i can start shooting off this nail gun threateningly yeah, like I guess I can Chad. take this chamomile tea and just make Chad have an allergic reaction to death. Okay. I <laughs> uh, love that shit. <laughs> and I love Tucker. I I love Tucker. I, okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. I will say I love Tucker, but mm-hmm. I did not enjoy watching his torture scenes. Those... That was really hard for me to watch. I blocked those out. I don't remember any torture scenes. It's when, well, I'm gonna force you to remember. Um, <laughs> time to retraumatize. It's it's when he's tied up upside down on the tree and his I remember fears. that. I remember they cut off his fingers. I don't mm. remember his reaction to that. I've completely blocked those out. They they kind of cut that out of the film too. Like okay, they don't okay. show what happens. They wait until the next scene to reveal the fact that. Chad had cut off his bowling fingers. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember that, but I, I guess I don't remember the specifics of it. Like, I know he was tied up. I just don't remember what anyone's face looked like during that scene. Mm, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So, like, I just blocked out, like, any of the, like, facial expressions. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they really showed his reaction, which I'm thankful for. I would not yeah. want to see Tucker be tortured. You know, like this isn't a this isn't that type of movie. Yeah. There there are different types of movies that are more geared towards like torture porn and they try oh, to show that reaction. Yikes. But yikes. this movie doesn't yikes. really go there. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes yeah. No, don't worry. I I, my, I do not enjoy watching torture porn or body horror type of horror films as much. So yeah, we won't really tread down that path. Good. I don't want to see whatever crazy things people have come up with. Oh my God. This is, 
really I bad shit. I remember seeing like a tooth <laughs> growing out of a hand and that already freaked me out enough. And I was like, body horror is not for you. Body horror. I know. And I, it's one of those things. It's like, I can only deal with so much body horror before I'm like, okay, we need to just skip. We need to just come on. Yeah. Come yeah. On. No body <laughs> horror for us. No, thank you. No, <laughs> no. we're going to watch like inside out or whatever. We're, we're gonna oh my god my my go-to for like a horror movie cleanse if i see a really bad one is to just like re-watch a Gretzuko. oh makes sense <laughs> makes sense i'm i'm basically retzko so like yeah it, it, it aligns yeah makes sense makes sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh right. should we move on to allison yeah what did you think of allison I think, I mean, she basically said the thesis of the movie. I think communication, lack of communication is what causes all the problems in the world. And if we all communicate, it'll be better. And like, it sounded very naive when she said it at first, but the more that you got to saw her character develop, the more you believed that. So that was good. Yeah, I definitely think like her heart's in a good place. I think Mm -hmm. she's also a very charming character in this film. I do enjoy seeing the film. The I do enjoy seeing the scenes between Allison and Dale the most, obviously, because I'm a yeah. little sap and I love seeing that shit, even in a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. My my main one of my like hot takes is that if you can somehow create a meaningful relationship in a mm-hmm. horror movie, mm-hmm. then I'm hooked. You know, like. I'm intrigued. I want to see more. Like, I think that that's a very difficult thing to achieve because there's a lot of emotions going around at once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And this film does it in a way that it doesn't feel like they're just whiplashing you with different emotions. It seems very well put together. That's true. Yeah. I think this film emotionally had a good like tone and it clearly wasn't just trying to throw everything at you all at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Allison was like the core to that tone because she was the one who kept you know who was trying to bring people together and then at the end obviously she couldn't bring people together anymore but she was also like you know smart enough to 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 um to what do you say like I mean I guess Dale showed up and saved her but she was also like okay now I'm out of this thing run (laughs) (laughs) yeah she she went into like for fight or flight mode she went into that like defense mechanism that survivor mechanism real quick yeah yeah so she so yeah she was like you know at first trying and then later like just getting on like the survival train and running away <laughs> yeah actually fuck chad <laughs> yeah i hate chad <laughs> yeah i mean because chad i guess like I don't know, like a chainsaw wielding hillbilly is not something that either of us would encounter, but like someone like Chad, you kind of know someone like him in real life in the sense that like there are all these people who are creepy and violate uh, boundaries quite Mm -hmm. often. So yeah, he hits a lot closer to home in that way. Yeah, that's why I think they they made a really good job. Sorry, they did Mm -hmm. a really good job at building out his character and showing like different facets of his creepiness yeah and I I do laugh because they did give him like that tragic backstory that's another trope by the way like the killer having a tragic backstory yeah yeah um but the fact that he's part hillbilly just makes it so much better it's like the oh chef's kiss 
yeah yeah like you usually see that when they're like oh you're part of this like horrible thing that we hate or like something but no you're part hillbilly and that's um that's another oh my god now i'm thinking about it that's another fun trope in horror movies the idea of hereditary genetics Mm. yeah yeah carrying that evil gene in you yeah i mean well because i thought about us the moment you said that like because you know like the the whole like switching whatever thing yeah the tether yeah yeah and how like that like even a tether could act like a human if given like the right circumstances to grow up in but Mm -hmm. yeah but this is kind of like if you're part murderous hillbilly you'll always be part murderous hillbilly (laughs) chad that's it there's no way around it that's it Oh, fucking Chad. <laughs> oh, man. I I can't wait. I really want us to eventually watch Hereditary together. Oh, no! But it is a very strong film, so we will get there when we get there. I mean, okay, I already know the plot of Hereditary because I watched someone explain it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, I'm prepared for all of, like, the plot beats, but I know that it's going to be really, really hard emotionally, which is yeah yeah. Which is what's <laughs> oh yeah 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 oh there's there's a speech in that film the i am your mother speech that uh, still like it still gives me it's like so much anxiety yeah yeah amounts of anxiety i mean a hundred percent like yeah <laughs> how could anything from that movie not sometimes even just seeing pictures of it makes me go i do not want to see that ever <laughs> actually I enjoy being happy today. I'm not yeah. going to think about this. Actually, this is why I must strategically block things out. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a movie that, like, you definitely have to be in a mood to watch it. Yeah, I mean, the actress who played, I think, Charlie <gasps> is the name of the kid, right? Oh, I was thinking of Tony Collette, the mom. Never mind. I mean, the mom was good, too, but I saw yeah. behind the scenes of, like, Charlie's actress working. And, like, you know, after every scene, she put both her arms up and she, like, smiled, like, really, really happy. And it's Aww. just, like, like, so I think her work ethic is incredible for, like, a child to be able to, like, have that much emotional control and to be able to portray all these, like, freaky things. So I admire her for that, but, like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> we'll maybe get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I yeah. do think I should watch it because I think it would be like like it would be fun to see in the sense that it would be a good movie and everyone in it would be really good at their acting, but mm-hmm. it would just be really scary. It's it's kind of we should talk about it after we watch spoiler alert, everyone. It follows. Ooh. Um because it follows is a very it follows f- falls under the new art house horror concept that's okay. really dominating cinema right now. Okay. It's not as graphic but it's just as bad, I would say. Okay. So, okay. it's pretty it's pretty comparable in terms of like genre and psychological thriller aspects. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. 
All right. So uh, there are a ton more characters to talk about in this movie. Um, so many that I don't really want to talk about them. <laughs> and I was yeah. thinking... They have not distinct personalities, unfortunately. Some of them are sometimes useful, and most of them are not. Yeah. So... I mean, man who drove away to get a car. Good job. You drove away. Or he drove away to get the police. (laughs) Good job. You drove away to get the police. But yeah. Uh, I'm going to take that as a segue. So I did want to talk about favorite death scenes. Okay, okay. And man who drove away to get truck was also man who should have taken a gun safety class because Oh, he's the same guy. <laughs> he's the guy who accidentally shot himself in the face while trying to take the safety off. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> he is unfortunately not my favorite death scene. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, I'll say mm-hmm. mine first because Nati already sure. knows mine. It's the guy who impales himself because it's the only death scene I can remember. I just remembered that man who shot himself with the gun <laughs> shot himself with the gun. So that's how behind I am. Oh my gosh. There's there's a lot that happens in this film for sure. Um, I will say that 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 death is like the most traumatic one because it's the first one and it sets the stage for the gore yeah 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 um and also it's fun because the college students see him get murdered mm-hmm. and they instantly think like oh my god the hillbillies is out to get us right the hillbillies don't realize that he's been murdered until tucker's been captured much much later oh yeah I so see, like I there's see. this whole reveal scene that happens with him which I also forgot because I literally don't remember that. <laughs> it's this is a fast paced movie. You're good. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, my my favorite death scene out of all these characters has got to be Mike's. Uh-huh. So Mike had the wood chipper death, and I chose this one because this is actually one of my like deeply rooted fears, which is really stupid because I know it's not plausible, but it's still a fear of mine. Yeah, I don't even think they make, do they even make wood chippers like that? Or are they like, oh, really? Yeah, like, when when I was a kid, I used to be obsessed with watching this TV show called A Thousand Ways to Die. Oh, I have a no wonder. I wonder why she likes horror movies, guys. (laughs) I'll never know. I needed some type of outlet, okay? But yeah, I've always had a morbid fascination and I... I don't know. I was just like morbidly curious as a child. And that was one of the deaths that they showed in A Thousand Ways to Die. And I remember seeing that and be like, fuck that. It's terrifying. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm scared not. of this one. I love this show. Give me more. <laughs> what the fuck keeps watching for two what more hours? <laughs> this is horrible. Let's keep watching. <laughs> hey, I love horror. Okay. <laughs> Um, but okay, but okay, but Mike's death was funny because he literally tries to like stab Tucker and then he just ends up flying, like completely missing and flying into the wood chipper. Like, what are the odds? Yeah, and I mean at that rate, you have to think that the teenagers, not teenagers, the college kids have some kind of like suicide pact because like yeah, who else would run at a wood chipper at top pace? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me. <laughs> so yeah his was the funniest mm-hmm. i would say the sheriff's was the saddest in my mind 
What did the sheriff do again? So the sheriff, he walks in to Tucker and Dale dragging. Oh, right, right, right. He, body hits himself, he hits himself with the the the, the loose wooden plank. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the loose yeah. plank or beam or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his is sad because I feel like like he actually followed in Tucker and Dale into the cabin to check out Allison. And he like he checks on her. He's like, okay, yeah, she's all right. She's responsive. She's good. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of was starting to believe them, I feel like. In yeah, the sense yeah. of like maybe this was all a mix-up. Yeah. And then he just ends up dying. And it's like, man, fuck. Okay. I mean, he did give them that creepy warning. Did you, was it implied that he was actually a killer, the sheriff at some point? Or is that just something that like. That's fun. I don't know if that was implied. I just, I just felt like his creepy warning at the beginning and then how creepy he was being towards Tucker and Dale when he came back to like, like talk to them after the, the, the car man went and got him. I just, I thought that he was like. He was being more creepy than responsible sheriff. So I wondered if that was one of the implications, but I don't know. Also, like, mm. and this once again could be my brain doing weird things. Does he vaguely look like Chad or am I pushing this too far? I okay. I don't think he looks like Chad. Mm-hmm. That would be a fun plot twist, though, if he was yeah. a murderer. And then, like, he turned into a cop. Ooh, juicy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. That's a little too far. I, I did just take his creepy warning in the beginning as being like a stereotypical like go there and you shall deal with death and destruction type of shit in like horror movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then it's possible. I don't know. I was like maybe, but probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you blocked out the rest of the deaths, right? Okay. I'm trying to remember. There's a man who shoots himself with a gun. Uh-huh. I'm only remembering this because you told me that the plank sheriff, wood chipper, <laughs> guy who impales himself. Some people die in the cabin, and I cannot remember how they died in the cabin. They died from a fire. Oh, see, I am literally just like. And there was actually man who accidentally impales himself number two in this film as well. Oh, yeah. So that that was gone too. Yeah. So, so yeah, I did not remember that. Oh my gosh. All right. Noted. <laughs> yeah. This is like the first movie where my brain's just been like, no, turn it. Forget everything that doesn't matter. Interesting. All right. But yeah. Scream was okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, wait, what? Okay. Scream. How did the people die in Scream? Only the girl at the beginning of the movie died. And then the principal dies. And then Tatum. Sydney's best oh, friend dies. And then Tatum dies. Yeah, I just... And then the cameraman yeah. dies. You had to tell me this for me to remember. That. <laughs> I, all of that's gone, too. I'm just like, oh, Sydney was sad. And then at the end, Sydney was happy. And in this one, it's like, Dale was unconfident. But now Dale's with Allison and they're happy together. That's yeah, like the extent yeah. of my memory. Now Dale is... Ha- now they're now both Dale happy. Now Dale is happy. Dale at start is not happy. Now Dale is happy. The end. <laughs> Yay. All right. That is all I have. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Spooky Corner. You can keep up with us and look at our creepy drawings on our Instagram. That's the underscore spooky underscore corner. 
If you want to have some more fun, you can check out Nati's website. It's N-A-T-Y-S spookycorner.com. And we shall see you guys next time. Yay. Bye, guys.